welcome to Mended Teacups Homemade Podcast. Molly and I are sitting here with our cups of tea. Downstairs there's a whole bunch of teenagers, which is quite appropriate because this week we're going to tell you, well, talk to you a little bit about uh, homemading and the teen world. It's the next chapter we're going to think about from our from the book that we've helped produce. Molly, do you want to just talk a little bit about that chapter? Give yeah. people a feel for what's coming. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so uh, we've tried actually we've tried to record this a couple of times, and we once met up in Tintersfield. I'll put some pictures on the um, on our on the our Instagram, and but it was just too cold. We've decided that it's much nicer to record in person. So I'm sorry that it's been such a long time, but we we did try, and it was just too wet and cold to sit outside and record. <laughs> So, um, which is lovely. It's much nicer recording in person, but we do live an hour away from each other, so it just takes a while to, to arrange a time where we can both do that. So anyway, yes, we are talking about the second chapter from our book, Another Way to Learn, and it's written by the lovely Cat Patrick, who many of you will know as the CEO of Dream Inspires Home Learning. She is a teacher herself. And she lived, and an examiner as well, she lived in Oxford for many years, which is how we got to know, actually, when one of our sons did one of her English courses. And she now lives, actually, in America, which is her home country. <laughs> so uh, she is, she is as Leah Bowden said, when we, oh, yeah, oh, yes, do check out. This. Uh, Leah Bowden didn't, I did an interview with Leah Bowden as well, which is great. She asked fantastic questions. So, and she says something about that Kat had snuck in from across the pond. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kat, we are so, so pleased that you did. <laughs> but she did live in Oxfordshire for quite a long time. So check out, we'll put the links. If any of you haven't heard of her and Dreaming Spas, we will put it in because they are absolutely excellent excellent courses highly recommend yeah very good so helen we're going to so we're going to just talk a little bit our own teens you'll have to get the book and read about um what cat says about it yeah yes i think teens is one of those things that daunts parents i mean i'm not just for home ed but just parenting isn't it and um i i think it doesn't have to be daunting i'm not saying it's easy but i i, I think it's exciting because your young people who you love so much are it's, it's, it's a bit of turmoil, there's a bit of turbulation as they are developing into the adults they're becoming, but that's what you want for them, isn't it? It's fantastic and it's kind of hold on and watch the ride because it's amazing. But it is, you know, there's there's ups and downs with teenagers. I do try and encourage people. Well, I think if you've taken an interest in your children from, from early years, that's the groundwork for parenting a teenager, isn't it? Or home educating a teen, that you've already got the foundations laid from earlier hopefully built that relationship and mm. and those you know relationships are tricky and there's ups and downs and coming and goings and I know some people will be really struggling with their teens and the teen relationship but you can get advice and support and help can't you but as I say for many of us hopefully you've got that groundwork and even if it is tricky the groundwork still stays through those tricky times yeah I think that's so true I think I'm sure somebody said uh, that about you when you're parenting your child for the toddler years you're actually training them for the teen years kind of thing <laughs> um but you're right and you need is putting that ground is groundwork in yeah how do we def- how do we you almost can't separate general parenting from home educating can you because yeah. it's so intertwined but but yeah t- what about starting off with telling us about your children how did your children your teens go through because you've got one who's not teen anymore one mm. who's late teens and one who's early teens yeah so they've all had a different path through their home ed journey and and yes, I think if you are a home educating parent, it's as much parenting them through it as home educating because more and more you're allowing them to 
follow their path. So in the early years, as a home educating parent, you are doing a lot of teaching, aren't you? You're teaching colours and numbers and some of those basics. But more and more, when you've got a teenage home ed child, you're letting them sort of follow their path and you're helping them find where they're going to learn that from. So I had one who one who went to college to do some GCSEs and then stayed there for the level, I can't remember which level it is, level four, I think the A-level equivalent, and went from there to university. One went to college to do some GCSEs and then changed to a different sixth form to do some A-levels, and that's um, that's being finished at the moment, looking to go to university. And then my youngest is just approaching GCSEs, and we're taking it steady because she's got some health issues that we just need to manage around as she learns. So it's all been a bit different and we're trying to make it mix and match to suit them and what they want to do. Of course, they don't always know what they want to do. <laughs> so then it's, isn't it, about setting up for whatever might come, whatever the future might bring. Yeah, I think one of the things and that comes from what you've said uh, is that we one of the joys and the beauties of home educating teenagers is that it can be very much tailored to them. So Mm -hmm. in a sort of more educational institution, you know, they do have to study certain subjects and they just have to do them and jump through the hoops. Whereas actually we really can keep it quite kind of quite broad and also tailored to what their interests are and what their passions are. That Cat Cat talks about delight led learning. Mm -hmm. And I think this is lovely. And again, again about keeping it very broad because I think the US system is much broader than it, the UK system so obviously highly recommend the book <laughs> and read her chapter because uh, she's obviously very experienced and we just have experience with our children yeah but I've certainly seen that with the with the way that our children have have gone through their teen years mm. so. and I've, I talked a lot about exams in my little when I was just speaking but it, that's not the only path is it because uh, um, there's lots of approaches towards moving to your future that may or may not include exams we felt that getting the English and maths was quite a basic thing that a lot of people will want in their future. Uh, so I think we're still pressing ahead with that for all, all of our children. Um, but beyond that, there's so there's a lot of leeways and a lot of options. Mm. Um, various people use the open university route or teach towards the American SATs and you can take those instead of the British system. So there's a lot of options. Yeah, there are, which is great. Uh, which, and I think a lot of people don't don't know that, but there are various different Facebook pages if you are interested in doing a completely different system. Mm. Yeah, ours ours was sort of similar to your older two, kind of similar to your older two, but the other way around. So the oldest one did GCSEs at home, and that was a lovely experience actually because he started when he was thirteen and he just gradually built them up, and he probably could have done he did some of them completely by himself things like economics which I wouldn't have had a clue about (laughs) and maths which I also don't have very much of a clue about (laughs) Um, but some of them we did together and actually I was really keen although he could he was capable probably of doing them just by himself and having the book or with a with a course we used um, something called echo education um, for the science courses he could have done those by himself but actually I was really keen keep that relationship going mm. and so actually I wanted to do the learning alongside him so we would still sit on the sofa and where we 
in the past would have kind of read stories and kind of had that kind of sofa time and we were there with the GCSE book so with the, with the biology I kind of felt that I was able to explain a bit to him I used to be a nurse so I felt I couldn't that was <laughs> yes. you know home ground and with chemistry it was like oh gosh don't really remember this so let's we'll work it out together and then by the time we came to physics it was like oh hang on a second can we stop I don't really understand this and he would say it's like this mum yeah. <laughs> that was his strong point <laughs> so um so he was t- he taught me physics so I think one of the lovely things was actually being able to keep the relationship That's fine, and he yes. did the classic and then he went to college and did a levels at college and then university so that was a, a year out actually a working year and then um university so so and the second one who's very dyslexic and exams were just going to be difficult and mm. he did do two and I looking back I'm not sure whether that was a good decision or not it really was like trying to fit a round thing you know one of those those um children's uh shape sort of things oh, yes. and it was just like trying to fit a round one into a square hole or vice versa he says he was glad he did them so I guess that's good but I'm really not convinced it was a good <laughs> idea but what we did manage to do is he went to college and did at that at that stage they had a funding for home educated students to do an early college transfer so he did a year of a carpentry which was fantastic city and gills and he was young he was 15 so he had a lot of extra because kind of all the child protection and stuff he had quite a lot of extra input which is great and he had input with his dyslexia and then he then did level two he then changed sports into level two and level three and is now at university and for him you know, I'll be forever grateful for that college system, the BTEC system that was different because mm-hmm. actually for him that was that was right. It was a long time and I think he wishes, you know, that he he could have done the GCSEs. It was something he could have done because it would have been less time. It was a long, you know, just a lot of waiting around on the bus stop, isn't it, for teens oh, when they buses you know, two hours there, two, two hours there, <laughs> two hours back and it takes twenty minutes in the car kind of yeah. thing. But he did it, he did it and um so and he's got where he wanted to be so you know this will have the next slot will have challenges for both of them you know university's not an easy ride Mm -hmm. and that brings its fresh challenges but um so that was very different and then our daughter again who's just 14 is different kettle of fish completely and I'm not quite sure where we're going with that one (laughs) watch the space watch the space yes (laughs) but again it's about listen I've, I've written on my little notes of things to say listen 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 I think that's a key thing with teenagers isn't it listen to them and let them guide you with what they're interested in just keep listening and and that's a parenting thing as well isn't it and just riding through the the difficult times and those the mood swings that they're coping with you know it's hard for them to cope with and it it's hard for us as a parent to kind of oh my goodness what's going on today you know but um i think listening just keeping on listening is so important for riding those difficult times as well as guiding them through what they're interested in and I kept saying to my children keep doing more of what you enjoy and what you find that you're able to do and that you feel that you're good at because that's how you're that's how you're wired that's how God's made you and that's part of your path that your future's you know that's taking you towards your future and you don't know what you want to be what you want to do but but doing something that you like and that you're good at will gradually sweep you there yeah no, that's, yeah <laughs> Keep praying, well. yeah no that's completely wise definitely I think the other thing, you put something on our, our home ed group, because I'm a general question, and somebody wrote back, a dear friend of ours wrote back and said something about compliant and non-compliant children. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. Someone else has got non-compliant children. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, just uh, we try to be quite, quite quite real here. And it's great to hear 
all the stories of how teams have managed to do things and we've done it a different way and they've succeeded and that's great and we we certainly have made mistakes and we give the glory to God actually that our teams are doing okay and that is God gets that because <laughs> we certainly I have made many mistakes but sometimes you know our teenagers aren't are non-compliant and that's a really tricky one and that come and kind of comes into the whole parenting thing and where does it come where actually mental health is more important than anything else yeah. and do you come I, I found it useful recently to revisit our whys mm. you know we talk Jessica we Helen and I talk about and actually in the first chapter of the book Jessica talks about our whys you know why why are we doing this and I have to say I did write a blog post on it recently because it was kind of in my mind and it helped me to process it. And you can kind of have all your, your, your all the various different things that you would like to, to do. You know, the first one is for us, you know, we want our kids to be able to have a relationship with God and to, you know, lead them towards that. Second is about relationship with us and with each other and with other people. And then it's, you know, you want them to, to explore their own interests and to, you know, all these other things and have lots of read widely and enjoy the outdoors and all these other things. And actually, I really felt, you know, these are being refined in the fire because actually we got rid of that one and we'll get rid of that one, we'll get rid of that one, we'll get rid of that one. Relationship, okay, so it's the relationships with us and with, with God. Actually, that's probably all we've got left sometimes if we're trying to keep trying to keep a balance, trying to keep mental health okay, trying mm, to keep yeah. that. This is talking about my hand mental no, health. No, exactly. That's my the my thing. mental we're health, not hers, yes. yes. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, so, so if, if you are... It's wonderful. We really hope that you're out there and you're in, just enjoying Times Little Teens. And actually, the, I really enjoyed our teenage boys. In fact, the, our dyslexic son, who was quite a hard works little boy, by the time he got to be a teenager, <laughs> he'd kind of sussed it. He'd worked ways around it and he was great. And I really, really enjoyed their time as their teenage years. But, you know, different kids are different and it's harder totally. this time. It's yeah. harder this time around. So... So, so if it's a difficult time, you are not the only ones, and no. you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, yeah, teens are lovely, and uh, we we could nip downstairs and see our teens and teen hangout this evening, and they're chatting about all sorts of interesting things. And I've had a bunch of uh, my mi- middle child's school friends back, and the conversation was so interesting. It's so wide ranging. They've got such a lot of fire in them to the different things that are upsetting them or making them in- in- interested or motivated. Mm-hmm. It's fab- fabulous to, ha- to have teens around, isn't it? It's, mm. it's young and dynamic and interesting. Mm. But as a parent, you've got to get through every single day and you've got to motivate them and help keep them motivated. And even when, the- even when they're behind their own decisions, you've helped them make their own decision about what they want to do and how they want to do it. There's days when they just don't want to. <laughs> and it's, it's always a difficulty working out how much to push them and say, yeah, I know you don't want to go do this today or work on this today, but it'll be worth it and how much to say okay it's a hard time for you let's have a duvet day <laughs> it's trying to marry up which one's most important at each time isn't it yeah and and I think also going back to what you're saying about motivating kids sort of the, the in introvert and extrovert mm. and if you have a child who is like one of ours is very extrovert like she just loves being with people she could she could work with people all day long and we live in the countryside and she's home educated mm. and there are not a lot of home educated kids around so I'm quite sure she's down there absolutely life and soul <laughs> they would say gosh you know, she's just lovely but actually when she's at home she would probably rather be in and that 
that and that's a difficult one, you know, trying to trying to get as much people in for her mm. where where the other child that's she needs a lot of calm, a lot of structure. Mm. So, so you know, it's it's getting the balance when you have two different children. But that's just life, isn't it? Yep, and absolutely. we all learn through it. We, yeah. I guess, at the end of the day, we're not going to give them the perfect mm. life, the perfect education. And oh, Sally Clarkson always says she said she will. She said she would pay for her children's therapy later on. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you know, I've I've known home edding families who intended to home ed all the way through to A levels and then got to a point where actually school was the answer, because I, I, I remember one particular mum saying it was either the, the child goes to school or our relationship destroyed forever. And actually school was the answer at that point. And I think that's not a failure. It's not a, it's a rethinking of what, what do our family look like? What does, what do we need? How does this child need to move forward? Um, and some, and I've heard another child who they were fed up with being at home on their own and they needed that kind of social side and they needed pe- more people around them and school was was a good option for that child too so and then of course with teen years sometimes you're joining us in the home ed world at the teen years school isn't you know that's the point where you find school isn't working for your child and that's when they're coming home and that's when you do need to take that big deep breath and have a kind of have a real break give you know give your child a real time to find their feet again if they've been quite bruised from the school experience and coming out at that point it's the turbulent times teen teen years isn't it it is isn't it and i think to remember in it also um that we're we're kind of training them we're educating them for life aren't we and it can it can be very easy having had a a kind of very broad and delight-filled charlotte mason style whatever you do primary school years and you kind of get to 12 13 it's like oh gosh we've got to suddenly suddenly start thinking about all these exams and again again it it is about looking back at our whys and why are we doing Mm. this and you know we want them to be trained for life and so one of the things that we do that you know we're finding really good at the moment is my daughter um uh, she babysits so she's 14 so we've got a a beautiful little baby next door so she babysits for her um she looks after another friend's cat when they're away um I'm not sure she might start doing dog walking. She's talked about that. Um, lawn mowing, that was a job. You know, someone, mm-hmm. the other ones did. You know, they've kind of had jobs through their teens. teens and I think that that's a, that's a really good thing to do. And then volunteering. And I know that can be difficult sometimes because of all the child protection issues and everything. Yes. And I know lots of others, home educators, have come up with that. But there are things. I, both of our daughters um, are volunteer at our church toddler groups, don't they? Yeah. And, um, you know, our my daughter cycles off by herself and it's great and she's fantastic with little ones you know she's really good so if they can't all be doing things with uh, other sort of teenagers their own age at the same time there are lots of other ways if they are kind of extroverted and that's certainly what we what we very much aim to do to have different things on every day that it may not always be with other teens but with other people and and I think that's great you get that kind of vertical vertical um socialization don't you so yeah yeah and there are some teens i think if they spent their whole time with other teens that wouldn't be that great for them because it it can create a bit of a bubble of teenageness can't it with with that with that sort of that bit of immaturity that bit of um impulsive behavior that sort of thing and actually having that mix and match with all ages is it's just so lovely it gives that gives that well-rounded aside to social we're going to be talking about being social next yes, time yes we are we? we yes so that will definitely lead in <laughs> yeah yeah i was just thinking as well when you were talking about the looking at back at your whys 
do you get your teens to kind of help you with that? I'm just thinking now, would, mm. wouldn't that be a good idea if, if you're if you're starting to think, okay, what what is it? What why are we home edging? Why what is the purpose of learning anything? Mm. Um, try and get the teens that as they're a bit older, you can get them to help you. I don't, I haven't tried that. Yes, no, <laughs> that's a really good idea. But that would, be, like that, good would be, that would be quite a good thing to do, actually, wouldn't it? They because would, then yeah. hopefully that would help them own. Yes. own the choices they're making yes. with yeah. your help yes yeah that sounds like a good, good plan we should try that yes we'll <laughs> we, let we'll, you know. we'll try it and we'll let you know yes <laughs> what we come up with <laughs> well it was lovely to talk to you and we will hopefully speak to you again soon about the next chapter which is all about socialising which or socialisation which is always a big a big hot potato isn't it absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Question. Um, but until then hope you have a good week and I hope you really enjoy your teenagers you can take your foot off the foot off the gas is that what they say <laughs> that's that was that what cat, cat would say in America maybe yeah something like that <laughs> and actually just enjoy being with your teenagers some days particularly coming up for Christmas absolutely you know have have some have some going easy days and enjoy enjoy them oh lovely to speak to you and we'll speak to you next time bye, bye.